719, joining us now from uh, the city of Northfield, from City Hall, I guess it would be. I don't know where he's joining us from. It is uh, Northfield City Administrator Ben Martig. Good morning, Ben. Good morning. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. I think the mayor is going to be in. There she is. Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell is uh, with us as well. Good morning. Thank you so much for coming in. <laughs> it's good to be here. <laughs> we can skip all that and yes. let you catch your breath. It just, you know, it so reminds me of the, um, what is it, the Sisters Act, right, where she tries she's stuck to the chair and she's trying to scoot up the hallway and then she just like goes all the way back down yeah i'm scooting in to the chair and it's got wheels and yeah i'm here all right good to have you thank you so much let's talk about uh, last night you had the well, i believe it was the last work session of uh, 2023 last night had a couple of items on the uh, regular agenda and then the budget and i'd like to spend most of the time talking about the budget but you did have a couple of other items so why don't we start off by uh, opening this up and talk about the uh, terrace company's residential development uh, you had environmental review uh, and uh, an environmental assessment worksheet being done on that and uh, i don't know ben do you know a little bit more about that who wants to start yeah so the environmental so with the new development plan the council has some goals of new housing and economic growth as priorities for the city and with that uh, comes being good stewards of the environment with growth and some of these developments like the one we'll, uh, we'll let the mayor talk a little bit about the details of the development that's pending here but um the state of Minnesota has some environmental reviews where you get to a certain size of development, and we have a housing development that's in the works for proposed uh, for 2023 that will trigger the environmental assessment worksheet uh, process. And so we wanted to provide a little ed education on that, but also um, wanted to do it for the environmental impact statements and, and another environmental review process just in, in anticipation of this could come up in other projects. So the Environmental Quality Commission, Planning Commission, and now Council have had the presentation. And uh, so this is kind of an introduction inter introduction to that. It identifies things like infrastructure needs uh, and impact. Um, you know, are there wetlands? Is there any kind of historical artifacts? It's all this is kind of a comprehensive review that, review that happens prior to the permitting process that really helps inform the decision makers on the importance of um, identifying those types of issues. And for our listeners out there, I want to clarify something. It's Terrace Companies uh, Residential Development. Uh, and this, if I'm not mistaken, is the land kind of east of the hospital, between the mm -hmm. hospital and, and Cedar Avenue or, or whatever it's called uh, in that area. Is that correct? Yes, that's okay. correct, Jeff. So there is a residential, I think it's N, N1 or N2 zoning that's been out there for Sometime it's about a 62 acre site in between the hospital and Cedar Avenue. Um, and so that's adjacent to North and Cedar. There's a whole section of property there that has not been developed as of yet. And so it's just really great to see that we've got a company that's interested in uh, providing some additional housing for the community. Normally we see housing uh, projects going in in the southern portion of our city. This has been available for some time. It's just really great that we've got a developer that's interested in providing some additional opportunities for people to live right here in our community. Yeah, and we'll have more on that at a future date. That's uh, coming up. Uh, I want to touch briefly on 
also uh, those the sewer and water utility uh, credit fee write-offs. I understand you've had some people uh, on occasion come to the the council and say, hey, uh, or come to the city and say, hey, I had a leak or something and didn't know about it, and all of a sudden they have a large water bill. Yeah. Is that what this is concerning? Uh, Rich and I were talking about that earlier on this morning. That was what I took off it. Yeah, and I think it's just really providing some avenue where we can legally, um, through ordinance changes, provide some flexibility for administration to be able to address kind of these one-off um, unusual circumstances that have large financial implications to people within our community. And sometimes they're surprising. And uh, with the automatic check draft, they might come up on people and they might not realize that they had a leaky toilet or they had a pipe that was leaking. And now all of a sudden they have this large financial draft that was just really uh, taken from their account. And so the council really, they just asked for different avenues or updates to an ordinance, as well as there's some uh, probably other updates that we're seeing around uh, Minnesota here where cities are providing tech, uh, there's some techie things, updates that can be done so that we can have better communication with people and provide better customer service. So. All right. And for our listeners out there, probably a lot of you already know uh, how much a little leak if your yes. toilet keeps running, if you have a little leak in a faucet, how much that can affect your your water bill? It's amazing how much water can be uh, uh, can be used. Yeah, the one the one example that that we kind of triggered a closer look at this was we had a resident who probably um, doesn't use parts of their home a lot, so the basement had a leaky toilet, and um, normally it'd be about a hundred bucks over two months that they'd pay for their bill, and it was eighteen hundred. We identified it in our billing, in our current ordinance, doesn't allow kind of credits for that. It's, it's mainly clean water going down the drain. This is probably an unusually high one, according to Justin, our utilities uh, director. But, um, you know, it seems to make sense. The council was supportive to look at that. So we'd be bringing back an ordinance draft at the first meeting in January uh, yeah. to look at, at, at that. All right. Let's move on to the uh, budget. Uh, last uh, work session, as I mentioned, of 2023, you've got the budget just about set. Were there some last-minute things you had to address last night? Did you talk about, well, I'll let you tell us. What was the uh, focus uh, of the conversation? So, yeah, Jeff, so I would say that uh, there was some additional information that the council was provided last night. Just a further clarifying and articulating to the general public about where where are these additional dollars going and so as part of our supplemental uh, memo last night uh, there were some really helpful visuals of breakdowns of um, what is making what is actually making up that 18 and a half percent increase um, and so I think that was really helpful to see that and I'm sure that will be helpful uh, for community members as well and um, I would just also say uh, that we have been further articulating with through visuals uh, in our council packet last night again, where I talked about the comparisons between the different cities. And so the total property tax bill that people receive includes both the county and the city, well, all three, city, county, and the school district. And if you look at some of our comparable cities right around us, Owatonna's is far greater than ours. Fairboat is a little bit less, but it's because they receive a greater amount of local government aid. But all things considered, when you're when you're looking at where Northfield stands, we're in the lower 
and of our comparable cities in terms of uh, city property taxes. Now, you look at, uh, you know, we, we, I've talked with a, a number of people about this who have just recently got their proposed property tax statements. If it uh, goes through at the 18.5%, man, I've had people say, can I afford to live in Northfield still? Is this pricing me out of the game? Are we losing uh, you know, some of our, maybe in this case, in these cases, a lot of these cases, longtime citizens and contributing persons to the community just so we can swap out some rich people for them who can afford to live here? Have you heard those? Because I have. Have you heard anybody discuss, like, the impact of that? I know it's not just Northfield. It's also, you know, we've got yeah. uh, an, uh, a new levy going in for the school district as well. That's going to do it. Uh, that's going to raise prices. The uh, The county is going to be raising prices as well. They handle a lot of the social services and other th- uh, items and, of course, county roads and infrastructure. Wow. And we're looking at adding potentially a lot of positions to the city or a number of them and uh we've got a lot of nice things the city looks good we've done some great things in recent years mm-hmm. but does it all need to happen this year mm-hmm. and why does it need to happen this year mm-hmm. I would just say, Jeff, so we are really looking holistically. I hear your concern, and our household feels this too. So we, and council members are not, we all pay property taxes. So we feel the decisions that we're making as well. And yes, of course, we have seen, we've read the letters to the editor. We know and understand that it's hitting people in their pocketbook. And yes, we have inflation, and um, there's just, it's just the time that we're in and no I am um, not being I think it was said that I was being elitist that is not the case in any stretch of the imagination I think we are really just trying to provide good quality services making sure that we are at the midpoint of level for example for uh, our employee compensation so we can remain competitive in the market and ensure that when we're out looking for police officers that we can get a pool of candidates of people that really want to work for the city of Northfield. Public Works is another one where we need people out there to be able to fix our roads otherwise if you're not at that midpoint, you're not able to attract or recruit or retain existing talent within the city. And that's being felt all over the country. And so some of these are just, it's the time period that we're in, I would say. Um, And we are also making strategic improvements. And without the quality staff, we cannot then Uh, grow our industrial tax base. We can't grow our commercial. We can't take care of existing issues like Viking Viking Terrace uh, situation that has um, come to the forefront recently. Uh, Adding the additional housing out by the hospital, that all takes a lot of time and effort in ensuring that we have quality staff right there in the moment to be able to address those, um, the commercial, the industrial, the residential developments that will help even the playing field on property taxes is really vital and important. 
A few yeah, exam- go ahead. Uh, uh, great points by the mayor there. A few kind of maybe at the micro level. I'll just give a few examples. One thing on staffing. We did add some staffing last year. We don't really have too much. I'll comment briefly on what those are. But our staffing levels, even last year when we took a look at it, put us back to about where we were in the early 2000s. So, again, people like the, these increases we certainly appreciate have been higher than planned. This is a double-digit one that's very unusual. But I think a little bit over time is just being diligent about um, being more incremental in, in approaches rather than dramatic decreases. There was some real substantial cuts that were made that I think set things back that we're kind of doing a reset. So we're back to about where we were, um, next, uh, next year, really what we're, there's one library position that we're, we're kind of combining a few part-time ones into a full-time. So incrementally, it's a little bit higher than, um, in cost than planned, but that's going to provide outreach to the NCRC building, um, where we'll be able to have a library kiosk for people on the South end of town, and some other services to the home. Um, the utility department, we're planning on a new water plant. Those would be fun through our utility fund, so that's not showing up on your property tax statement. That would get approved with the positions, two positions only if the plant gets approved. And then um, really the only other thing we have is the police department. We're having a number of senior management transition over, so we're set aside, set, setting aside dollars so we don't have a gap in service. It takes about six months to train people. And so um, I think, and then in 2024, we have five more positions, 20% of our department turning over in a time period where it's really hard to recruit police officers. There's less people going into the profession. There's people that with the private sector wages have shifted over in their careers. Um, So we really want to be on top of that. Beyond that, for next year, there are no other positions. Now, the other thing we we know, too, is, is wages and benefits have been impacting us for the past few years. We're at the middle of our peer comparable group for ret- recruiting and retaining people, but we weren't there. Probably uh, 2017 was our first pay plan that we did, and it's had dramatic impacts to our cost. But we're seeing a lot less people leaving and turnover that's happening all the time, and we're also able to recruit people again at the middle. Um, and we're also having studies to stay on top of that so that down the road, we aren't going to have these big jumps like we used to have too, staying on top of it because really labor and then infrastructure are two biggest costs that we have as a city. So the labor side, we can kind of control with that. The infrastructure side, it's costly. You got to reinvest in your roads, but, um, cause otherwise someday it will catch up with you. But those are just a, a couple of examples mm-hmm. related to the budget. But again, certainly agree with the mayor that, um, you know, we, we recognize that it's a difficult time. Many households yeah. are struggling with basic goods and services, the cost mm-hmm. of those. Now on an incremental basis, if you kind of look at the tax bill, we don't think it's going to, you know, this change in prison probably going to be pricing people out. Now we do also know values are going up as well, which can be a good thing. But again, that's kind of on paper for some people. If you're here for the long haul and your value of your home goes up and down, that can cost you more on your property taxes. It's nice when you're ready to sell uh, to have that value higher, but we also recognize that's a little bit out of our hands. And um, so we have also seen inflation of the values of homes, which has also impacted uh, some of the cost to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's uh, talk about uh, the uh, approval of this budget. What mm-hmm. is yet to be done uh, between now and the time you approve it, which will be in mid-December, if I'm not mistaken? It's actually December 6th. It's our December last, 6th. Okay. Yeah, it's our last meeting of the year, Jeff. And I think it, I, it's a 12-month long budget process. And part of what has been taking place um, during this time as well is this public engagement process with regards to what do we do with our parks and recreation um, 
part of our community that really has been underfunded for over a decade. And part of that includes uh, 44% of uh, the resources that should be going to address the needs in the community really resolve around indoor facilities, which includes a community center, aquatics, uh, 50 North, uh, with their indoor recreation facility or needs, and then the ice arena as well. So there are significant needs within the community and a desire for indoor facilities to meet that that opportunity for people to be able to recreate right here in our community. And yes, it is Minnesota. And yes, it gets cold out there. And not everybody skis, right? So having those indoor recreation opportunities for the general public, not just the city of Northfield, but really all of the surrounding uh, townships and the city of Dundas. A lot of people come into Northfield to utilize all of the resources that are here. So we are not just providing... um, resources for uh, recreational resources for community members that live right within our city. It's much bigger than that. And so finding solutions in a fiscally responsible manner. So we are not each individually uh, putting out uh, solutions for an ice arena, aquatics, 50 North uh, community center. We really should as organizations that are really looking at recreation, we should be finding solutions that maximize all, and meet the greater needs of all of us that are looking at this currently. And that is really my hope. And as we are working together with the school district to find solutions with regards to indoor recreation, that we can find a solution that really meets all of our needs. Uh, and as we continue to work uh, on that, as we move forward, my hope is that we'll find a collaboration. Uh, there will be a collaborative solution there that... Um, is fiscally responsible to the people that are uh, providing the resources to make this happen. We're talking with Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell and City Administrator Ben Martin. So the budget, is it, you know, from the council standpoint, pretty well done right now? Are we just going to go on December the 6th, have the uh, public hearing, approve the budget? Will there be changes, any amendments to it between now and then? Do we know? Uh, yeah, so the, we kind of wrapped that up for this year. So the, the proposed budget is what the council is recommending. Um, until they vote, That's the, there is the ability, but there aren't anything uh, cha- proposed to be changed at this time. Mm-hmm. I would say, though, is input received, even if that is adopted, is certainly appreciated by the council to take that. Because, again, six months, 12 months, uh, in some ways, budgeting is kind of year-round. So I think the council takes that into consideration some of the, we, we are looking at two-year budgeting, so we've already started looking at the second year, too. So as people give feedback to that, um, that can help for groundwork into the New Year's budgeting process, too, um, uh, for the council. So certainly encourage people either through submission of comments online. If there are detailed questions, you can call. We have resources on our webpage about our budget. Our finance director can answer questions. I know all of our council have con- contact information if you'd like to talk to one of your elected representatives. Um, or submit uh, comments through the public hearing. We do allow people to testify at the meeting, but you can do it in other ways as well. But, um, yeah, that's our last meeting of the year, so the intention would be to act on uh, the proposed budget at that time. All right. We are out of time. Thank you so much for coming in today. It's much appreciated, good information, and we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Have a good Thanksgiving. Thank you. You too. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good Thanksgiving and uh, support local business on your shopping at a kickoff of the holiday season. (laughs) All right. Ben Martin, uh, Northfield City Administrator, along with uh, Northfield Mayor Rhonda Pownell.